0: companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express. Uh, Let's get to our investigator introductions. To my right.
1: Hello, I'm Mike, and I'm playing
0: James Robert Fraser, or is it Jimbo Fraser? (laughs) That's a good question. It remains to be seen, I think. Uh, To his right.
2: Hi, I'm Rena, and I'm playing Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, or Lady E.
0: Nicknames aplenty. Uh, Speaking of nicknames, at the end of the table. Hi, this is Giles, and I'm playing Simon,
3: the purveyor of all these nicknames. My apologies. To his right.
0: Hi,
4: I'm Miranda, and I am playing Miss Maggie Bellinger.
0: Mags, as I like to call her. I've already nicknamed Maggie, so you stay away from her. So Maggie's right. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Richard Courtney. And nobody's thought of a nickname for me yet. Of course not, Professor. So as we raise the curtain on this episode, in the cool afternoon air, uh, we join Maggie and Richard as they approach the public entrance to... The catacombs of Paris. Uh, the feel that you get from this section of Paris is a little unlike any other. Uh, there are what looks like to be uh, rope lines that so would normally be uh, set out for folks who are going to be uh, visiting the catacombs, but it looks like, well, it looks like they're all shot. Ah,
1: oh.
4: hadn't
0: considered that it might be closed.
4: Ah, uh, yes, I, I do remember something from the the traveler's companion Um, it it must only be open on maybe some weekends
0: you see there at the entrance where it appears closed uh, there's a uh, young gentleman he's uh, got his feet kicked up on a bench nearby and he's enjoying reading the paper and having a, a cigarette
4: Richard, how would you uh, feel about a little uh, more of an adventure than we maybe even planned on?
5: Well, yes, I'm sure there's plenty to do in Paris. I mean...
4: Um, well, uh, that's true, uh, and we could come back tomorrow, but um, I was thinking more... uh, What if we just uh, snuck in and we could maybe have our own private uh, tour for two?
5: Oh, um, we might get caught...
4: Well, that's uh, true, but I, I believe if that happens, uh, perhaps we could feign ignorant tourists.
5: Ah, but how would we get in?
4: Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Perhaps we could. Uh, uh, does it look like the gentleman is a guard?
0: Um, it doesn't look like he's a guard per se. It looks like maybe he works there normally, and maybe this is just the place he comes to. Relax, before or after shifts.
4: Well, maybe he. We could convince him to let us in. Well, maybe we'll possibly if we sneak in on our own.
5: Maybe if we pay him, it could be a a, a private tour, and then technically we're not doing anything wrong, are we? Uh,
4: no, exactly. The, uh, that's a that's a great thought, Richard.
5: So we pay for entrance, and maybe a little bit more for a, a private tour, and. Uh,
0: Yes, yes, that makes sense. Are you going to approach this gentleman?
4: Do you want to take the lead or should I, Richard?
0: Oh,
5: um, yes, let let me give this one a go. (laughs) Richard's trying to act all uh, chivalrous here. He'll walk over to the chap who's who's sitting down and say, um, uh, uh, Excuse me, bonjour.
0: He flicks the top of the paper down and you see is a younger, fresh-faced Parisian lad who's probably no more than... Well, couldn't be any older than anyone you taught at college. (laughs) He's uh, got a slight mustache and uh, a swept-back black hair. He uh, puts the cigarette back in his mouth. Louis?
5: And Richard's going to, whilst gesticulating wildly, in the direction of the entrance to the catacombs, say, Um... I, the catacombs, is it, um... Are they open?
0: Unfortunately, mm. she is closed. He takes another puff off the cigarette. Ah, I see. Um, do, do you work in there? Well, I work out here. I stay out of the Empire of the Dead, you understand. Uh, yes, but you, do, do, do you work for the catacombs? We? Oui. Ah, perfect.
5: What if I was to try and persuade you to, um... Maybe give us a private tour, a, um,
0: a sort of personal transaction, as it were. He looks at you and then looks past you just slightly at, at Maggie. Is this your wife? Um, yes, certainly.
5: Um, and Richard will reach into his pocket to pull out a wallet.
0: Okay. He he lets you. He doesn't stop you from pulling your wallet out.
5: And he'll... Um... Noticing the chap looks at his, his wallet, he'll, um, he'll pull a note out. Um, let's say five francs to start with.
0: Okay. You put five francs in his hand. He stands up and stubs the cigarette out and folds his paper. Very well. A, a, pro- a private tour, yes, that's, that's right. Mm. He nods. Indeed. Perfect. Very private. He walks over to the doorway. And this doorway is pressed against a uh, stone wall seems that they've built up this entrance area to the catacombs and he fishes in his pocket and then kind of motions you forward okay then
5: and uh, Richard will uh, take Maggie by the arm and um, proceed forward
0: he unlocks the gate that sits around the door swings it open and you hear his voice turn to a somewhat broken English
5: now do you have a torch are there no lights in there?
0: Oh no, no, sir. There is one overhead light. He points in the entrance area. And
5: uh, um, I, I have a torch. Oh uh, yes, if you would be
0: uh, be so kind,
5: just twenty francs. Oh, I see. Um, yes, okay. Let me let me see what I can do. And uh, Richard just pulls twenty francs out and gives it to him.
0: <laughs> uh, once splendid. Reaches in and uh, you see a and pull a torch out and hand it to you. Oh, thank you. Now he fishes in his other pocket. Um, have you been here before? Uh, no, first time. You understand, of course, that because I have to keep the door locked, I I cannot go with you.
5: I. And Richard looks nervously to Maggie. Oh, we
0: should be okay, shouldn't
4: we? Um, yes, I do think we yes. will
0: be. <laughs> you will be fine. You'll be fine. Um, do you have a map? Ah, uh, uh, another five francs. Another twenty francs, sir. But this map is very accurate, not like the others they sell. Uh, 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 well, if it if it's an accurate map, then that that makes perfect sense. Um, Richard pulls another twenty. He takes it from you. He produces from his other pocket a map, uh, and this looks like a not terribly worn, but a, a worked piece of paper that's been done up. And it's actually just by first look, Richard, it looks like some. A fair amount of work has gone into it. It doesn't look like a a trinket by any means. Mm. A
5: genuine article, Maggie. You could include this in your journal.
4: Why, uh, yes, I think that um, including some images of that would be great.
0: So, uh, let me point a few things to you. He takes his, his middle finger and points down to one end of it. Do you see here? This is where we are. He runs his hand down a couple of the long catacomb passageways. When you get to here, you don't go right. You understand? You go left. Okay. You do not go right. Uh, What is to the right? Many of the passageways in the catacombs flood, especially in the spring. Ah. And so the water may come up. And uh, he looks at your clothes and kind of looks at what (laughs) Maggie's dressed in and I, I do not think you are prepared for the flooding. Uh, no, 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 indeed. So once you are done, just continue to turn left and come back to the entrance, and I will let you out. And we knock on the door twice.
5: Oh, of course. Ah, perfect. Why? Um,
0: Thank you, thank you, that's, uh, that's great. Okay, keep your voice down um, He looks around, and you see him look like I crossed the street, and you can see that there are a couple of what appear to be French policemen
5: go quickly. Go. Yes. yes, of course. And
0: you slip through this open iron gate through a doorway and you truly enter another world. Now, the catacombs of Paris have been around for hundreds of years and historically speaking they were built really as a quarry and that's really where the Parisians for hundreds of years dumped their dead. And because Paris grew into such a large city the catacombs Overflowed, And uh, the quarry overflowed itself and they actually spilled out into someone's farm, evidently, at the time. Uh, so if you can imagine a bunch of gross corpses which didn't fully decompose uh, spilling out into your yard, that's the inception point here. So as you walk down a very long flight of stairs, it's truly long. Professor, you can't help but count the steps. And it's when you get past 70 that you get concerned past 80 and 90 you get over 100 on this spiraling staircase and you continue to count the air is very cool there's almost a a smoky feel at the top to the air Uh, the stone here is tight in some places low in others Uh, you're having to adjust and move as you both go down There's definitely a a feel to the stonework here, too. It's smooth, especially at the top. You can feel the reminder of probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people over the years who have used this same stone handhold as you're using to keep from tipping over. And when the count gets to 140, you finally step out. Into the catacombs.
5: I say that was um, that was quite some uh, descent. One hundred and forty steps.
4: Yes, it was. I I think the only thing more impressive is uh, you uh, uh, buying our way in here, uh, you cat. I I knew you had it in you, though, Richard.
5: Well, as as I say, it it sort of makes it a proper transaction, doesn't it? <laughs> so if anybody asks, I mean, we paid for a. A, a private entrance. It's perfectly normal.
4: Yes, of course. Oh, we are very far under the city, aren't we?
5: Yes. I, on the positive side, I mean, I'm not entirely sure they would uh, allow people to take photographs in the catacombs normally, but um, there doesn't seem to be anyone stopping us.
4: <laughs> oh, that's that's true, and, and Maggie will reach to get her camera out. Okay.
0: Yeah, you pull the camera out. Snap and- some photos begin snapping a few photos uh, there's a long ramp after you after all these steps there's a long ramp with a couple of handholds that uh, runs its way down must be 30 or 40 feet above this ramp surrounding kind of surrounding you and hugging the corridor in is a beautiful hewn stone archway there's several arches as you go down and you end up in a square-ish room with four very large columns. And these columns are black and white. Uh, there's a bit of paint on them. It doesn't appear as if they would originally have been black. Some artistry has been taken in the catacombs here. Uh, and then directly in front of you, there's a doorway. No door, obviously, but it is a doorway. And on each side of that doorway, there are two diamonds, two white diamond symbols on either side, with black backgrounds to them. And there is a saying in, in French, there's something written, chiseled into it in French. Is that something you can read, Maggie?
4: Uh, well, I can certainly try. Do you want me to roll for it, Mike? I do. <laughs> okay. Maggie's French has uh, not failed her yet. Oof. Uh, 40 against 26, so...
0: You could spend luck to get there.
4: You know, I am flush with luck, and I think that that sounds like a a great idea. What's that? 14 luck?
0: You could. Yeah, you could spend 14 luck. Yeah, sure. It says the English donations would be, welcome to the Empire of the Dead.
4: Yes, it says, uh, welcome to the Empire of the Dead.
5: Oh. Um. (laughs) Do you think it's put there as a joke?
4: And Maggie will kind of look around.
0: So just just looking around, uh, and seeing the walls deeper in this section of the catacombs, you can see that some of the stonework here has been replaced by what look like skulls. I mean, I understand that there's dead people here, but um, it's a little odd
5: describing it as the the Empire of the Dead. Maybe the resting place of the dead, or um, just.
4: Well, maybe they I are referring to the the vastness.
5: Yes, yes, perhaps that's it. Richard will pull out his map, and where do you think we should go?
4: I definitely would like to uh, continue uh, deeper uh, into the catacombs, if that's all right with you.
5: Well, I mean, we've, uh, we've paid all this money, we might as well take a good look around.
0: Of course. You continue further? Yeah. Okay, so, Richard, are you in front with the torch, then? Um, would Maggie let Richard be in front of the torch?
4: Yes. No, yeah. I was imagining Richard in front with the torch and Maggie will kind of have her arm like looped through Richard's arm.
5: <laughs> that sounds about right. So yeah, Richard Richard's going to try and do the chivalrous thing um, and, and lead on, but uh, be continually looking back for approval and instructions.
0: So the space widens into the next room and there is what you can only guess is... Uh, some sort of miniature stone working there to your right. And so, as you pass into this room, pass into the Empire of the Dead, to your right, there's a what looks like almost a sandcastle, Richard, but but it's made of stone. Uh, Someone has chiseled uh, what looks like a a sandcastle scene to the right. It almost almost gives you a a bit of a a playful vibe, um, because it can't be that bad of a place if people are making sandcastles. Uh, But it's not sand. Um, It is a it's made of stone, and there are parapets, and, uh, well, there's a big gate at the front of it, and there's a castle beyond. It looks like some, someone did some fantastic stonework. Oh, would you, would you look at that?
4: Oh, uh, yes, it's quite uh, interesting. Can uh, Here, uh, can we shine the light a little bit uh, closer? I'd like to get a closer look at it.
5: Why don't you take a
0: photograph of it? Oh, of
4: of course.
0: I'll shine the torch on it. It's the clicking and the mechanical whirring that this camera does afterwards. And Maggie, become very aware of how loud the clicking is down here. As it is truly only you and Richard and the click of the camera.
4: Wow, it, it truly is um, silent down here. The sounds just seem to, to echo on for ages.
0: Yes, it's a good job no one else is here. <laughs> the two of you continue on, and... You reach a point in, as the tunnel moves forward uh, that there is a kind of a squat fat column in the middle of the rooms to the to the left-hand side as you pass through the passage. Uh, it looks like there's a an oil lamp nearby, but it's not lit. So there is lighting down here, but it looks like you would have to light them to get any use out of them. And that column is made of... those have to be skulls, and how many spinal pieces is that? There are just thousands of them. And as the torch invariably shifts from left to right, just trying to paint the scene for your eyes, you see that the walls here have given way to being made of stone, and that even they are mostly skulls and bones. This is somewhat odd.
4: I I feel like this was to be expected a bit, that being the Empire of the Dead and all, Um, And Maggie would kind of want to maybe reach out and even run her hand along it a little bit.
0: Sure, yes. It's something strange. Uh, the, The skulls themselves are not prepared in any way. So every loose bit of dirt that might be on them or dust accumulated is there. The imperfections of each life which are on display are unmistakable. Every one of these was once a human who, who lived above Paris, who has now become some sort of macabre piece in this mosaic they call the catacombs. A little strange. Um, I I was expecting to see um a more traditional
5: layout with um you know like those kind of uh, hewn out slots in the side of the wall with um with people laid to rest there, not um, not assembled into some sort of strange wall.
4: The artistry of it, though, Richard, don't you think this is quite more interesting? Definitely unique.
5: It certainly is, that. I'm not sure I'd want to end my days here, but, um, it certainly is artistic, I suppose.
4: Well, I certainly hope you don't have to worry about ending your days here, Richard. (laughs) 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 I think we should get
5: a backup. I'm going to take this oil lantern with us, just in case this torch packs up. It is rather dark, and, uh... If the batteries were to give out, I fear we might be uh, in somewhat of uh, a spot of bother.
4: That's a, that's a great idea. Do you have a means of, of lighting the lamp?
5: Richard doesn't smoke. Would he... Do we think
0: he'd have matches or something like that? Why don't you roll me luck? We'll see if you've uh, managed to pick up a book of matches somewhere.
5: Unfortunately, since the um, the luck top up, I think... Oh, I'm going to curse this roll now, aren't I? 23. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know it seems uh, somehow you've come across a book of matches. Oh, that's fitting. Uh, this is from the Imperial Institute when you had dinner there. Ah, I seem to have picked these up from uh, from the dinner.
5: You remember the dinner?
4: Oh, ah, uh, yes. We, uh those will do well. Yes.
5: Should we uh,
0: go further?
4: Oh, of of course.
0: All right. So here's what I would like from the two of you. I would like you to make me spot hidden walls. Oh as your, as your trip continues, that's
5: sixty on sixty, right on the nose.
4: Eighty-four, and my spot hidden is not that high. It's a twenty-five.
0: So <laughs> uh, you could push the roll if you'd like.
4: You know, I feel like this is a roll that you want to push, and I've done well on push rolls before, so I'm gonna do that. Mmm, ninety-one.
0: Wonderful. Uh, so I guess the just perfunctory then um, tell me how you would be pushing it.
4: Well, we are trying to to spot hidden, correct?
0: You were indeed.
4: so I would probably be uh, just kind of cursory glancing around, but then uh, directing Richard to uh, maybe hand me the flashlight so that I can I can look more uh, closely at some things that that possibly uh, catch my eye. Richard, um can I have the, the the flashlight, please? I just wanted to look over here real quick. Oh,
0: um yes, yeah, sure. You go to transfer the flashlight to her and she bumps the front of the flashlight and it tatters out of your hand and when it strikes the ground there is a significant shattering noise that echoes down the hallway as the light snuffs out.
4: Oh oh no, I'm so sorry, Richard.
5: That's okay. I'm glad I picked up this lantern.
0: <laughs>
4: Yes, thank goodness.
0: So, Richard, on your successful spot, Hidden Roll, as you kind of readjust the, the lantern, just to make sure you've got a good, strong grip of it, there does seem to be, over here, there's a passageway. It's not on this map. I'll point this out to Maggie and say, Oh, this isn't recorded
5: here.
4: Oh, well, that's interesting.
5: Let me look at this map a little closer. And Richard's going to try and... Obviously, there'll be other passages on the map. Um, so Richard is going to work out, hey, you know, is this going off into the, the great unknown or is it just going off into a little bit that, you know, is surrounded by other passages that are on the map?
0: Awesome. So I would like you to give me a track roll. Well, this isn't going to go well. Track is a skill.
5: Oh, 28.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're not going in that direction. That that That's the this corner over here he was talking about. Okay, should we investigate this?
4: I think so. If it's, I'm quite wondering why it wouldn't be on the map. I mean, it's a,
0: it's a bit of a tight fit. You think, Richard? So maybe, maybe the rock shifted. Um, yeah.
5: Yes, I don't know. I mean, there may be nothing there, but um, oh, Richard's just intrigued. This sort of thing fascinates him.
4: Um, well, then I, I suppose I should let you go first with, with the lantern. Oh,
5: uh, yes, indeed. No- not a problem. Be sure to have the camera ready just in case there's anything uh, interesting
4: there. Oh, of course.
0: Richard, you squeeze through the rock area. It, it's not too bad, but it's a bit of a tight fit. You come into a, a small tunnel that continues forward, maybe from what you can see, maybe 15 or 20 years maybe goes left up there. You'd have to get a little further. Uh, Richard will look back at Maggie and say, are you... Uh- are you doing okay there?
5: Did you, um, everything fine?
4: Oh, uh, yes, I can certainly manage.
0: Oh, wonderful. Should, should we press on a little? There seems oh, to yes. be a, a turning. Yeah. You continue, and Maggie, you make your way through. Uh, it's it's actually, it's, it's, not that, it's not that bad. You can make this work. You both get into the passage, and inside that passageway, you continue deeper and deeper. And so, as you continue, I'd like you to make me a listen roll
4: oh finally 22 against 60 mm. so a uh, heart success
5: and mine was a fail mine was an 80 over 50
0: mm. so maybe it was just the shifting you did through the rocks uh, maybe it's but you hear something maggie it almost sounds like Maybe bones are tumbling over.
4: It, it sounds like something is sh- shaken loose in here,
0: Richard. It's up ahead.
4: Up up ahead of us? Uh, maybe that's why the the passage is open, a, sh- a shifting of some sort?
5: I'm not a geological expert, but that seems somewhat unusual for Paris. It's not known for its earthquakes.
4: No, it, it is strange, but I did hear something up there. I can't imagine that anything would be down here.
5: Maybe somebody's got lost
4: That's true, that could be true uh, Perhaps they paid for a private entrance as as well, just like us uh, Do you think uh, that we should press on and, and see if someone needs our help?
5: I don't know, perhaps we should what, what do you
4: think? I would hate for someone to leave us down here, so Yes I think we could just possibly see what it is, but let's uh, let's stay safe Yes Keep our wits about us on the way
5: Yes, let's let's go quietly, and uh, m-
0: maybe it's a member of staff cleaning or something. Continuing forward, then mm-hmm. you continue forward, and the tunnel narrows a bit into uh, roughly man-sized shape. Uh, so maybe uh, no no more than two meters, and then maybe a maybe a meter or so across. Uh, and these, by the way, are not smooth edges by any means when it comes to the rock shape. You also notice that the very well laid out, very symmetrical appearance of the hallways is not present in this section. But you come to a gate. There's some sort of wrought iron gate here. Oh, this is odd.
4: That is strange. This uh, area seems to be not, not, not quite finished like the rest of the catacombs.
0: There is a space beyond there. There's... There's something there.
5: That's strange. Somebody's clearly put a gate there, yet it's not on the map. They must know about it for them to have put a gate there.
4: Yes, but what could they be keeping out? Perhaps this was another entrance, or...
5: Yes. Richard puts his hand on the gate to try it, if it swings open.
0: It doesn't swing open. When you put your hand on the gate, the iron is, is pretty cold.
4: Hmm. Well... Is it locked, Richard, or stuck?
0: It's certainly not unlocked. Um... Uh, let me
5: see. Richard will just take a quick look and see if he can... Let's see if the lock looks complicated.
0: Go ahead and give me a spot hit and roll. You both could do that if you'd like.
4: Okay. Ooh. That's
0: a great sound.
4: 92.
5: Uh, so Richard must poke himself in the eye or something. That was 100.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
4: 192 on so... the spot hit. It's very dim in here.
0: It is very dim, uh, Richard. You you bend down and uh, you go to inspect the lock. And this this lantern here that's that's hung up that you're trying to get a better look at this this lock. It swings loose from the handle, and glass and oil tumble. Oh no! And it shatters on the ground, plunging the entire hallway into darkness, save for maybe. Uh, just a, a few bits and sprigs of what look like maybe moss that gives a faint glow beyond the bars
4: oh oh no no Richard are you okay
0: yes what are we to do
4: no I don't oh no, I don't know I'm trying to this is out of character. I'm trying to remember if my camera has a flash at
0: all oh yeah uh, I believe it does actually no. <laughs> um I'd have to look at the I don't I don't think you can turn it on and leave it on, though.
4: No, but I could occasionally shoot pictures and then we could walk. Well, <laughs> for sure, the only thing I can think of is I. Like, my my camera has a, a flash. We could possibly use that to find our way back out of here.
0: You hear a voice from beyond the bar. Hello?
4: Um. Hello?
0: Who is it? Is, some, is someone there?
4: Uh, yes, do you do you have a, a a flashlight or, or a torch? We, uh, we seem to have broken our means of lighting.
0: Beyond the bars, in the space there, you see twin amber pinpoints appear, and they slowly raise themselves up higher. Have you come to see Guillaume? To see who? Sorry. Guillaume. You hear the the word Guillaume, the name? Ah. <gasps> reverberate around the room and far quicker than you were expecting a form appears closer towards the bar there is a wave of nauseating smell that accompanies it you see a uh, a disgusting and fetid dog-like muzzle and this face whatever whatever it was in life is something far different there's a long scar across the muzzle, and you see several rows of broken fangs as its fetid breath oozes out through the bars for you to enjoy. Have you come to see Guillaume?
5: Uh. Are, are you Guillaume?
0: We. Oui. I would like the both of you to make a sandwich.
4: <laughs> So that is 62 against 70.
5: Okay, you lose a point of sanity. Uh, Mine is
0: 95
3: over
0: 77. Ooh. Well, we are rolling well tonight. (sighs) Richard. Where were were these high rolls when we did the skill checks? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, But what you need to do is make one more roll for me, and that's an intelligence roll. Oh, dear. Um, that's a pass. Indeed it is. And so I'll get back to you in just a moment. Maggie, this. Yes. This thing. Maybe they're just a, a strange person. Maybe they're. Um, mis. M- Mismembered or maybe a bit deformed. Um, but. Um, but. But they speak, so, you know, maybe. Maybe they're not all that bad.
4: Um, I, uh, I uh, yes. Um, uh, do, are you hurt? Do you, uh, do you need help? Uh, do, do, we, do you have means of getting out of here? Is there an exit that way?
0: Guillaume needs no help. He speaks to you. He begins speaking in French. Oh. <laughs> and so, what I'd like you to do is make a French roll. Okay. And see how much you can keep up.
4: All with. right. Oh, French, don't fail me now. <laughs> Oh, so 28 against 26.
0: Would you like to spend a few points of luck? I
4: would would like to spend two points of luck. Mm
0: -hmm. Very good. So what we'll do, because the keeper's French is terrible, it's easier to have the conversation in English. Mm -hmm. We will say that for anyone in the area uh, that's paying attention, by the way, that's not Richard, um, this conversation's happening in French. Guillaume's fingers, claw-tipped as they are, Wrap themselves around the iron bar for a second and then retract. Like, like they're hot to the touch for him. I, I wish to be free of this place. Can you open the bar? He kind of taps very gingerly at one of the bars.
4: Oh, uh, yes. You've uh, you've clearly gotten s- s- stuck down here. Um, I can I can try to let you
0: out. It would be. Wonderful, Guillaume yeah, would appreciate that very much. His amber orbs kind of swell larger and larger.
4: Yes, we've, we've gotten lost down here a little bit too, it seems. And perhaps you could help lead us out and uh, Maggie will go to try to get the gate open.
0: You begin looking at the gate. Richard, something inside your rational, logical brain, whatever regular... Scaling method you had, whether it be disassociation or whether it be rationalization, the thing that came at you just doesn't fit any of that. And the scale is shattered. And so, for you, you are convinced at this point that the threat that Guillaume plays is negligible. In fact, If you had your wits about you, as you had your decision, you'd sit back and relax. Guillaume is that little of a threat to you. That sounds fair enough. (laughs) Almost a laissez-faire attitude.
5: I do think we should get this poor gentleman out there, Maggie. I mean, imagine being stuck down here without a torch or a, a lamp like we are.
4: Oh I, yes, if we we seem to be in similar uh situations. I'm just trying to get the the gate here.
5: I used to um visit some farms back in uh, uh back near Cheddar and uh, sometimes managed to, to, to get the old lock off or two. Um uh, let, let me take a look at that.
1: Oh, thank you.
5: Richard will try and inspect the lock again with his
0: hands, probably as we've got no light. You go to look at this area, this lock you kind of turn your focus and attention back to it oh
5: this is fine the lock makes perfect sense to me uh, Richard feels with the uh, with his hands on the lock mm-hmm. yes yes this this sort of makes sense yes please open the gate yes just yes, give, give give me a moment this is um I'm, I'm sure I can make this work
0: So if you'd like to make a locksmithing roll Richard. You're more than welcome to. And you're not even at a disadvantage. Okay.
5: Not a disadvantage, you say?
0: Nope.
5: Okay, so that is uh, 73, which is miles above 20.
0: Well, I think it's probably in everybody's best bet that you either push the roll or use luck, because there's no way this is going to be complex or hard, right? Everything's so simple right now. Well, um, this is quite an old
5: gate. Um, oh, um, oh I, Richard will get some. Um, he's probably got a pen in his his pocket, so Richard is going to get a pen. It, it, I think I can't quite get my, um, my my index finger in there, but I, I think this pen should do the trick. And uh, Richard will try and push the roll.
0: Yeah, go for it. Ah, oh, bang on twenty. Of course, this is what you needed. You feel a, a rush of confidence. Maggie, Richard is... He's acting a bit strange. Um, he's not even reacting to Guillaume at all. It's as if there's just a regular person in that ossuary. It's... So he's completely ignoring him as if he's not even there.
4: I, I think Maggie would almost find that soothing. You might. Yeah, that's so reassuring. Like, if it's um, one of those things or. Where- Um, Richard is being so brave That Maggie Doesn't see a way to be A reason to be scared Like oh okay Richard Like I trust Richard in this situation
0: The lock Clicks And the heavy gate Kind of echoes around The tunnel
4: Uh, Up there You you can be free now Guillaume
0: Are you going to open the gate? Of course I mean why wouldn't I? There we go to the chap. You open it, and Guillaume almost takes a bit of a step back. And Richard, for for your for your benefit, you see Guillaume in all of his ghouledom glory. You're the only one who sees it, uh, and he is something of less than living. That's for certain. Whatever he is, in fact, you're almost fascinated by it steps a little closer.
5: You you need a good meal in you, my dear man. How long have you been stuck down here? Uh, uh, it, it must have been a week since the place was last open. Guillaume does not remember. I do know.
0: I do know. The fire revolution was there.
5: Well, I can imagine the time had passed. I, I mean, without the sun, it must be very difficult to understand how many, how many hours or days have, have gone by, but, um i uh, I believe it was open um Maggie about a week ago
4: well it it would have been um a, about
0: uh, two weeks two weeks oh, I see we we should get you out of here he groans and steps forward again almost gingerly passing through the gateway as if he's gravely concerned he reaches a clawed hand and bony arm up and places it on your shoulder, Richard. Guillermo, not forget what you have for him today. Um, unfortunately, Richard, you don't speak French fluently so you have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> uh, Maggie does. Yeah. And he turns to you and gives you almost like a bone creaking bow uh, and and the feeling just gets inside your ear canal and it's a little... It's a little mood-shaking, unfortunately.
4: Are you sure you don't need medical care, Guillaume?
0: I must eat. And he moves back down the passageway you came, fleet of foot, and leaves a wake of stench.
4: Oh, dear. I I had hoped he would help us get out of here.
5: Well... I'm sure we'll be fine. I mean, I think my eyes have become accustomed to the dark. I don't know about yours.
4: A a little bit.
5: It must have been all those, um... Yes. All those vegetables and carrots um, from from when I was younger.
4: And I I suppose we can still try to use the camera flash a bit, too.
5: I still have this little book of matches that uh, I lit the lantern with earlier.
4: Oh, uh, yes.
5: I don't believe they would last very long but um well i've got i've got a handkerchief here and uh um so richard's gonna try and fashion something out of his uh you know a nice little handkerchief that he's carrying and maybe some i don't know roll it together with some 10 franc notes or something
0: you actually come up with a rather ingenious idea Uh, of course you do unsurprisingly and you uh, wrap that handkerchief around uh, a femur. You pick one off of the wall. That's not too hard. There are a few that are well handy, and uh, and you dip it in some of the oil that uh, that dropped on the stone there when the lantern broke. And by God, you have a torch. Perfect. <laughs> which, a- as you light it, actually is a is a bit bright for you. Oh. Oh, you, you almost think that you might be better without the. The torch. Maybe give it to Maggie. Uh, I,
5: Maggie, I, this is a little too bright for me. Um, uh, would would you like to lead the way with it?
4: Yes, uh, of course, Richard. I'll I'll lead the way.
0: Yes, Richard. As you and Maggie walk back out of the catacombs, you you see all sorts of different facets to this place that you hadn't before, and and even as that vision begins to fade a little bit you you can't help but be reminded about the the device that maybe uh, maybe you just need to try different lens adjustments maybe that's what it is maybe you have to see what else it can possibly do Richard contemplates
5: this he's had that for a while and not, uh, not had much of a chance to explore
0: it which he promised himself that he would well, I will leave the two of you exiting the catacombs for now and move our spotlight to dinner at a wonderful French restaurant. And so Lady Elizabeth and Simon and Mr. Frazier have gone back, changed at the Ho- Hotel Bristol and then returned to a local French restaurant to uh, inquire with a tour about some dinner and perhaps something else. So we'll lift the curtain there at dinner, I suppose, as uh, Mr. Fraser is the one to make uh, arrangements. Uh, would you be also arranging uh, the ladies' dinner while you sat?
1: <laughs> well, I think um, what uh, Mr. Fraser was, was wanting to do was to speak to the, uh, the hotel reception um, at some point in the afternoon and uh, ask whereabouts he might find the restaurant of Yves Rostand, uh, who they met
0: on the on the ferry. Um, Absolutely. Uh, conveniently enough for you, it is quite close to the Opera House. It's actually just down the way from where you're staying at the Bristol.
1: Oh, splendid. Uh,
0: I mean, it's, it's maybe a 10 or 15 minute walk, but uh, it's easily gettable by either cab or, um, you know, just a, just a reasonably pleasant walk through Paris.
1: Oh, well, I shall um, ask if... Uh the hotel can uh, make us reservations um, at the restaurant and plenty of time to, to have a meal before the
3: before
0: the start of the opera. Oh, without question. They're happy to do so. So the uh, address of the restaurant, because you inquired, is uh, 30 Rue Royale. Tap on uh, Lady
1: Elizabeth's hotel room door. Let her know that uh, I have made the re- reservations for whatever time uh, is appropriate. Um, I'm presuming that the opera starts at something like 7 or 8 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and we'd maybe eat at 6 ask if she'd like me to arrange uh, a cab
2: a cab would be wonderful thank you Fritz.
1: of course uh, I'll speak to a hotel reception and I'll, uh, I'll have one along presently
2: thank you I'll see you down in the lobby
1: I'll see you in the lobby your ladyship And then I'll, I'll head over to uh, Simon's room and tap on the door as well Mr Griffith uh, Simon come on in sir Good evening. Uh, I'm calling a cab. Um, will you be joining us, or would you prefer to walk? I mm-hmm. have, have a reservation at the restaurant for us.
3: I'm dressed, but I can't figure out how to tie one of these bow ties. Well, if you allow me, sir.
1: So what you've got to do is the rabbit goes around the tree and through the hole. And there we are. Simple as that.
3: Oh, thank you, sir.
0: He does look like a bit of a stuffed shirt, Mr. Fraser, but... Uh... No sense in telling him that. Yeah, I'll just kind of sort of straighten straight his jacket, brush his
1: shoulders. Um, it's been a while since I've been a valet to a gentleman, but... Uh, old habits die hard.
3: It's kind of awkward, but if Lady E wants it, we're supposed to wear it for common, okay?
1: Well, I'm sure you'll get used to it, sir. Very smart, very dapper, sir. Well, if you'd care to, to join me uh, in the lobby in about uh, I suppose 10, 10, 15 minutes, I'll uh, I'll get the uh, the cab arranged for us.
3: Absolutely, uh, Jim, sir.
1: Okay. Uh So I'll head downstairs, just kind of letting that one go, <laughs> um, and uh, speak to the reception, get them to call a cab for us to take us to the restaurant.
0: Yeah, the cab setup is easy. Lady Elizabeth, when you're prepared... You meet these two gentlemen down in the lobby, and uh, the cab is waiting to whisk you off to dinner.
3: Uh, Lady E?
2: Yes, Mr. Griffith?
0: I'm handing you a small
3: cloth-wrapped item. You mind holding this for me, ma'am?
2: Ah, yes. Thank you. I'll just slip it into my evening bag. I brought the bigger one for the evening.
3: Merci beaucoup.
0: (laughs) You You see the doorman wince.
2: Perhaps you'd better stick to English, Mr. Griffith.
0: The place that the uh, restaurateur had pointed out to you, Mr. Frazier, is a place called The Village in English. So it would be Le Village. It is a wonderful French restaurant uh, with a beautiful outdoor and indoor setting that is not far from one of these epic Greek style museums. Uh, It's a historic square uh, that's been converted into a church, but it's built in the style of a Greek temple. And so this restaurant that your French friend suggested to you that you come and see him at, the view is tremendous. Every bit of Parisian flair is on display. So whether it be gentlemen and their umbrellas or whether it be ladies bicycling through the square, you get every note and flavor and taste of Paris from your seats. I'll speak
1: to the waiter, um, whoever... Uh, greets us and seats us at the uh, restaurant as well, and say, Ah, bonjour. Um, bonjour. Is uh, is Monsieur Rostand uh, here tonight? Oh, indeed. Uh, could you uh, possibly let him know that uh, Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy is here? Um, we met him uh, the other day. and
0: uh, Waiter's eyes get a little big when you mention someone of title. Oh, uh, uh, right away. Yes, we should be very pleased to to uh, pay our pay our respects. Of course, of course. He turns around and probably no more than a few minutes later, he's uh, hustling back to the table as other members of staff are preparing to, to serve you first courses. And you see your restaurateur friend step in. Oh, Milady Elizabeth. He steps forward. How wonderful to see you in Paris.
2: I hold out, uh, hold out my hand. It's such a pleasure to be able to visit your restaurant this evening. Oh. <gasps>
0: He takes it very gingerly. Uh, what a wonderful thing that you would come and, and grace our restaurant. Uh, I have such a meal planned now in my head. I must make it happen. Ah, and uh, and you, Mr. Pégeuse. Thank you, monsieur, for uh, attending.
1: Ah, oh. oui. <laughs> C'est rien, as they say, I believe. Mm.
0: Well, I will now prepare a meal of painstaking quality. So... Please do not think but to ask for anything you need. Uh, The staff here looks around at some of the staff who are working some of the other tables. He doesn't snap his fingers. He almost rubs the tips of his fingers with his thumbs together. And two or three members of staff immediately turn around. Almost as if they know the sound his fingers make when they come together by heart. The staff here will make, make sure that your experience is like none other while you're in Paris. Yes? Thank you very much. What shall I make for you then? Oh, goodness me, your leadership.
2: What do you have in the way of uh, fish this evening?
0: Yes, uh, can't get away from uh, your, your meal on the ferry, hmm?
2: It was one of the most delightful meals I've ever tasted in my life.
0: <laughs> well, we do doing to please. Uh, I will make for you a white fish with garlic butter sauce. Hmm? And uh, when you taste it, you will have to come back again. I don't doubt it. And gentlemen, for you? Uh, Mr. Griffith, what do you fancy? Uh, I'm not
3: sure. Uh, Sir, could you prepare something that's not
0: too avant-garde? Smiles. Perhaps um, a healthy steak for you, yes? Or pork. Pork chops or
3: steaks, that would be fine. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Understood.
0: And you, sir, please, Mr. Fraser, tell me what is your desire? Well, um...
1: I'd rather uh, rather fancy uh, a spot of lamb, uh, perhaps a rack of lamb, um, and perhaps some uh, sautéed potatoes or something of the like,
0: green vegetables. Yes, easily, easily done. Now, enjoy the wine, I shall return. And this portly tour whips into action. So it isn't probably but more than 25 minutes later, through wine and bread and... The feeling of Paris and the air around you, that your meals begin arriving, all in sync with one another. I won't make a cooking roll for Monsieur, but uh, his skill is 90, so I imagine he does probably a pretty amazing job. Each bite is one of just absolute splendor. How is your fish, your Ladyship? Huh?
2: It's quite divine, thank you, Fraser. I trust your meal is excellent as well.
0: Oh, it's...
3: Without parallel, I would say.
2: And Mister Griffith, are you satisfied,
3: ma'am? This this is this is incredible, or as the French like to say, "en you get a look from a side table?
2: <laughs> yeah, Lady Lady Elizabeth is just sort of in, is wincing internally, but too well bred to show it.
3: it. It's very good, ma'am. It's it's honestly fantastic.
2: No one does cuisine quite like the French.
0: Well, and to be fair, in your mind, Lady Elizabeth, the uh, restaurateur obviously also samples his own fare. He's uh, he's a healthy gentleman, <laughs> uh, which is a good sign in a cook.
2: Father always said, never trust a skinny chef.
0: And never trust a clean grill. So, after your wondrous meal, your restaurateur friend, Mr. Rosand, uh, he appears at the table again and make sure that uh, everyone has enjoyed their meal. Please tell me if if there is anything that has been remiss or anything that has been out of sort. Please, I want to know.
2: Everything was absolutely perfect. You are a magician of food.
0: And so, what uh, what does Paris hold for you this evening, my lady?
2: We're going to the opera. See Carmen, I believe.
0: Oh, oh wow, wonderful.
2: Have you seen it? I've heard it's marvelous.
0: A couple of times, yes. The uh, the cast that put it on, um, oh, Kateri, she's amazing. Have you heard her sing before?
2: I have not had the pleasure, although I believe uh, Mister Fraser is uh, quite yes. well acquainted with her voice.
1: Yes, indeed, I, I, I have a, a, a gramophone uh, recording of of, of her. Wow. Oh, beautiful! Yes, they say
0: beautiful. that uh, they say that her voice has uh, has such gravity uh, in person. Are you. You may be quite moved. Oh, no doubt. Don't... No, no doubt.
3: We've got a box for the evening. You care to join us?
0: Oh, sir, you you flatter me. I, I couldn't possibly... The restaurant... Uh, it is not something I can leave. It is my home. Quite literally, I live upstairs. He laughs. Well, I tried. Quite understand. The, the
1: offer stands, though, if you change your mind.
0: Oh. Well, I do appreciate that the... Uh, opera is something that is not to be missed here I do not know how much you know of the lady the lead, but uh, very recently lost your sister
1: Yes, yes I am um, quite by coincidence I, I did happen to come across a, a gentleman uh, while we were travelling to Paris uh, and uh, he, he told me of the, the, the misfortune A uh, uh, Monsieur Laverge
0: mm, mm. Yes, it was in some of the local art papers she... Buried her sister as best could be done with, with the timing of all of the shows, and uh, she missed not one show. Oh. And I think that when she takes the stage, she sings with uh, her voice and and her sister's voice. It is something so powerful. He gets emotional. Oh. He gets he tears up thinking about it. I
1: understand her her sister was on the stage as well, a, a rising star from uh, oh, from yes. uh, what the gentleman told me.
0: There was there was a hope. That um, there was a hope that they would someday they would cast together, and um, and now that uh, that will not happen. Indeed, very, very, very sad. Very sad indeed.
1: The gentleman was was was, was quite beside himself. I, as, as as I understand it, they were engaged to be married.
0: I keep up with what I can in the papers. I have not heard of this Verge man, but if he was engaged to Nina, then. His heart must be heavy still. D- did you know
1: the young lady yourself?
0: Well, uh, the sisters did occasionally come in here, and I, I, cannot, uh, I cannot say that I charged them for the meals, because after they would eat, they would drink wine and sing all night, and it was very good for business, you understand. Oh, I'm sure, yes, yes, yes.
1: I can't, I can't for a moment imagine who, who could possibly perpetrate something like this. I mean, it seems beyond belief.
0: Whoever they are, they are uh, no friend of the arts and no friend of Paris. And I would, I would take them into the police myself if I knew. Well, the uh, the gentleman,
1: Monsieur Lafurge, he, he he tells me that the police,
0: uh,
1: the, the, the gendarmes, don't seem to be uh, spending a, a great deal of effort in in uh, trying to locate the the person that's responsible for her, for her death.
0: His brow furrows, and you see him get a little. Um, I don't know if frustrated is the right word but he definitely when you mention the gendarme does not um react very well it seems the uh, they're too they're too busy smoking and uh enjoying their uh, uniforms than to actually investigate any crimes i well i suspect
1: that it's the same all over the world there are many many people who do their job just to get from day to day and work shy is what we call it
0: mm. <laughs> Well, in this restaurant, we work. And that's what we expect of the people who protect us, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I won't keep you, but uh, please, before you leave Paris for your next journey, wherever it may be, please come back and see the way.
2: I wouldn't miss it for the world. You may be seeing quite a bit of me in this place.
0: I uh, I do hope so. And he gives you a, a, a slight bow and then acknowledges both. You, Simon, and, and you, Mr. Fraser, before taking his business back to the kitchen. Oh, well. Seems the uh, the two sisters were regulars here, then.
2: Yes, it's quite interesting, that. I still can't
1: get over it. You'd think someone with such a glittering future ahead of them, you'd you think that the, the, the gendarme would expend a little bit more effort. It's, it's you know, it's not right.
2: In my experience, Mr Fraser, when something of this nature happens and the powers that be are so uninterested, it usually means there's a great deal of power and or a great deal of money involved.
1: Or they just, or they simply don't care. I mean, there's plenty of crime goes on on, on the street that the, the police just turn a blind eye to because it's, it's not sufficiently high profile enough for them. But I wouldn't have thought this would have fallen into that category. Uh, Unless, as you say, there's there's something else at play here. There's some other factors pressuring them into uh, not spending time on this, not looking into it as they should.
2: Yes, which is why we should be, shall we say, cautious, Mr. Fraser. If there is someone powerful or... Someone with a great deal of money behind this hushing up of things. We don't want to stir up too much of a hornet's nest, so do be careful in whatever questions you ask.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, of course, yes, yes. No, uh, uh, Very sound, very sound, your ladyship. Indeed, quite right.
3: Y'all don't want my opinions on what needs to be done with the rich. <laughs>
2: Lady just raises an eyebrow.
1: Fraser just does not say anything, and no expression on his face at all. <laughs> The rich well, put food a... on his table.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. But for now, the three of you have an opera to go to. Specifically, Georges Bizet, Bizet's Carmen. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and um, Fraser can Fraser's uh, almost a different person um, heading over um, from from the restaurant to the opera. He's you know almost childlike in in his enthusiasm. His usual kind of dour. Demeanor sort of slips away a little bit because uh, this is obviously something that is very close to his heart.
0: I think that the most enriching part of this walk up, because it is not terribly far from the restaurant, is the opera house itself. Uh, the Paris Opera House is a, f- a phenomenon of structure. It's something that's unrivaled in, uh, in most countries. It was built in the Napoleonic era And so it has a grand, grand feeling, no matter what facade you approach at. uh, You have statuaries, you have arches, you have columns. Both harmony and poetry are here uh, with their accompanying Pegasus statues nearby. And then atop, the wonderful facade is Apollo. And it's just every step you take closer and closer to the building, Mr. Fraser, it's hard to hold the same breath in your lungs. Oh, it's, it's even more
1: beautiful than I had imagined.
2: It is a breathtaking building, I will say that.
1: I've seen the photographs of it, of course, but, you know, to see it... I, I never I never got a chance before, you see. I never got a chance. And, of course, it's a different
2: time. Well, you've got your chance now, and I'm sure it will be an enjoyable experience for you. He mm. sort of smiles indulgently.
0: Entering from the outside... You, uh, you have to stop, each one of you, at least for a moment. It's, it's impossible, even for you, Lady Elizabeth, who have been to real live palaces with, uh, with royalty. The main entry staircase here, which splits into left and to right, uh, is something of a wonder. Gilded and uh, crenellated openings at the top, beautiful archways, Uh, beautiful gas lamps inside, marble from floor to ceiling, and just every single instance where you run across uh, someone attending or someone in service to the opera, everything is just pitch perfect. It's almost like being at a place of royal birth, but this is the birth of art. It's as if the players here in the opera staff are part of the production they're not even on stage but they have a hand in birthing this gift which is art
2: despite herself Lady Elizabeth is kind of in awe at the at the atmosphere and just how beautiful everything is so e- even with her dislike for opera she just she can't help but feel a little bit like her breath's been taken away
1: so I guess as as we go to um, pick up our tickets or show our tickets at the uh, mm-hmm. as we as we go in, um, I'll see if I can uh, get the attention of um, the house manager if if they're about or um, somebody who looks like they're a senior member of staff, um, and and I'll have a quiet word and uh, I'll see. I'm uh, I'm here with Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy of uh, Maplebrook in, in Oxfordshire in England. I wonder, would it be possible um, to pay our respects uh, after the performance uh, to, uh, to Mams- Mamsel Cavallero
0: Oh, um... I see the member of staff. It, it may be possible, monsieur, yes. Um, th- you say that Lady is here? Yes, uh, th-
1: that's her just over there with, with the other gentleman. Oh, of course, of course.
0: Mr. Fraser, why don't you give me a charm roll? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I have have a certain certain quality of charm.
1: <laughs> oh, and I made that. That's a 13. 13 over
0: 38.
1: That's a hard success. Yeah, so it is.
0: The member of service looks at you and looks over your shoulder, reaches into his coat, and he produces uh, what looks at first like a piece of parchment, except that there's like a a gold filigree around it and the staff says if you'll keep this on your person monsieur uh, when you head around there he points to one of the doors uh, a- after the show the member of staff present this and they will see you to the uh, receiving room
1: yes of course thank
0: you so much um,
1: here, here uh,
0: for your trouble no. oh no, no 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 he almost like recoils from the money no, no, I do beg your pardon no, 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 it's just Please enjoy the show Oh, Merci, merci beaucoup And the uh, three of you head towards the box
1: Well, we seem to have struck lucky um, The mademoiselle, the, 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 the soprano uh, um, Mademoiselle Cavalero uh, we, we may be able to see her after the performance
2: Fast work, Mr. Fraser, well done
1: I try to be efficient, as you know, your ladyship.
2: And you do a marvelous job of it.
1: And it means we can, we can enjoy the performance and relax for a, for, for a couple of hours or so, anyway.
0: So, I it's been years since I've seen uh, the Carmen opera, right? Um, but the mood, as the lights dim as people get into their seats, as the show begins to kind of rumble with this almost unearthly humanity as it kind of churns into order, right? Whether it be the orchestra or whether it be the players on the stage, as things begin to move towards the opening. You learn about Carmen from the program, A Gypsy. It seems to be set somewhere uh, in Seville. And there's a love and jealousy with a gentleman named Don Jose. It seems he's a soldier. He's got a duty. And so, Simon, you connect very quickly with this corporal as part of it. Uh, At least the military portion, you understand. For you, Mr. Frazier, this is the first 10 minutes try to steal your soul. Hmm. Katerina's voice is... Unearthly in person, it is if it's if it's as if the heavens above have granted her something that which gods have not given anyone else. The recording you fear you may never be able to listen to again. The Fraser just basically sits
1: enraptured throughout throughout the performance, particularly when um, Cavallero is on stage, and uh, at the end when. Don Jose stabs her and kills her Mm. at the end. May see a a tear. One single tear run down the side of his face. Bites his lip.
0: For you, Lady Elizabeth, the opera is the backdrop to a rather engrossing book.
2: Good mood mood music.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, As a mezzo-soprano uh, Katarina Calero is fantastic to listen to. I mean, you are trying to concentrate on the book, but it, it it would be remiss if I didn't say that your eyes and attention are occasionally stolen by the lead. She's, she's everything that you'd imagine a lead to be. Um, and as someone who's embodying this gypsy, Carmen, uh, she's a powerhouse. So if you'd like, you can make an in-roll on the book.
2: Intelligence.
0: Yeah, which book are you reading again?
2: Um, the French one, because I can't read German. Oh, right. <laughs> it's not one of my languages. Uh, so intelligence, did you say, Mike?
0: Yeah, unless you have French. I
2: do have French.
0: Okay, so roll French, then.
2: Okay. Ooh, that is a... 24 under 47.
0: Okay. Which isn't where to find. So this is as you get into it, rather not what you were expecting. It, it is a book about a certain occultic subject matter. Much of it you are very familiar with. In fact, if you didn't know better, by page 15, by maybe 20, you'd have sworn that this is just a transcribing of a book that you have in a collection already. So yeah, they found an occult book, and it's written in French, but a lot of this seems, well, like you know it.
2: Oh, that's irritating. If I feel like I already know it, I'd slip it back in and pull out the the one Remy gave me and see if I can at least try to identify the language or any identifying features.
0: Now, that is fascinating. So that, you can give me an intelligence role. Okay. Especially the, um, uh, are you looking at a specific page, maybe?
2: Um, uh, I was, I'd be looking at the place where the, uh, page he handed me was, was pulled out.
0: Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Make a note. Okay.
2: And that is a 17 under 65.
0: This is quite interesting. It is a bit, um, Gnostic, maybe? A bit religious for you. Um, but there is definitely something here where they veer off the, uh, uh, the Christian path, so to speak, and they veer more into, say, ways that might the church probably would consider pagan.
2: I'm making a few notes quietly, um, in in the background while I'm reading things.
1: As as the uh, closing notes sound of the the, uh, the final piece, he uh, kind of steals himself and joins in the applause. stands up to applaud.
0: Yeah, as does the rest of the house, save maybe one lady reading a book.
2: Yeah, I don't think I even noticed the end of the opera, to be honest, because at this point I'm so engrossed in the book and, and piecing together what what's happening in it that I don't even notice everyone standing up and applauding.
0: <laughs> the play is over, and you can still hear her voice in your ears, Mr. Fraser. There's, there's something to that voice you can't get away from just kind of
1: hits home to me even more that you know her sister's life was tragically cut short and you know, if she had a, a voice anywhere close to to that of katharina well, you know what the world has been robbed of
0: as the house lights come up and people begin filing out are you going to make your way back downstairs then i think we'll make our way
1: towards um where we were directed um, that this golden ticket hopefully will let us in, our backstage pass to see the band. Indeed,
0: you make your way back to the backstage area. Not too terribly difficult to find, and there are there is a member of staff there who, uh, once you pluck the ticket out, uh, is happy to open the door for you. Oh, right this way, Monsieur, Madame. Oh, he nice. directs you. Lady Elizabeth, you're a bit on autopilot at this point, but, uh, you know, Simon's behind you, probably watching your back, and Mr. Fraser's is in front of you, leading the way. So the hallway extends for probably a good 30 or 40 feet and dumps out into a general uh, stage area for any actors or actresses to, to collect in. And there are rooms, uh, doors as you go down. Uh, but there is a small group of people, maybe four or five at first, um, that you co- that you kind of get bunched up into, and there is a receiving line of a sort, and the people, the cast, begin making their way out and greeting friends and family uh, and honored guests. Well, I guess we'll
1: um, try and find an appropriate place to to wait. Um, I don't know if, if you know we should be so bold as to uh, actually go to her dressing room or anything like that
0: it probably takes a good 15 minutes or so Um, but after 15 minutes you uh, catch sight of Caballero Uh, she arrives uh, with a few of her uh, fellow stage stage mates and uh, they begin welcoming people you can see she's got a fairly um, she's got the after effects of being emotional you can see that her cheeks are flushed uh, she's still breathing fairly heavy as if she hasn't yet recovered from being on stage she gets close enough to where you could say something to her if you wanted to
1: Mamsel, uh, um
0: I, uh, I don't know what to say
1: uh, your performance mm. tonight was, was simply radiant
0: she continues to blush uh, 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 thank you Thank you. Uh, I, I do hope you enjoyed the show. Oh, oh yes, oh, oh, very, very much. So I, I, I have heard
1: some of your uh, previous uh, performances on 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 recording, but uh, this is the first time I've, I, I've been uh, lucky enough to be able to actually hear you in, in the flesh, so to speak. Um, mm. um, allow me to present uh, um, our party. Uh, this is uh, uh, Lady Elizabeth
0: Fitzroy of Maplebrook. Mm. In Oxfordshire in England. She gives you a uh, a formal curtsy.
2: A pleasure to meet you. You are quite a spectacular performer.
0: I am overjoyed that you enjoyed yourself. Thank you for coming to the show. Uh, I hope we were able to entertain you.
2: It was quite marvellous. Wonderful. She's being intentionally vague because she can't remember any specifics. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and uh uh, this is uh, Mr. Simon Griffith, uh, an American gentleman.
0: Oh, well, I won't hold this against you, Mr. Griffith. She steps forward a bit.
3: Ma'am, it was a pleasure to hear you tonight. Indeed, thank you. Uh,
0: is this your first time in France? Second. Mm. Well, thank you again.
1: Well, and, and my name is is Fraser, James Fraser. Oh
0: well, yes, of course. Uh, you must be the one who set all this up, hmm? Well, I, I, I don't know. if I'd go so far as to say that, but
1: uh, uh, personally, I, I, I was terribly keen to uh, uh, to see the performance, and uh, her ladyship and uh, Mister Griffith were, were kind enough to accompany accompany me. Uh, uh, or, or he's kind of stuttering and bumbling a bit, like a like a nervous schoolboy. You've probably not really seen him quite like this before.
0: When you introduce yourself, she kind of takes she takes your hand a little bit. And you can feel her warm skin like on top of your hand. And she looks at you and just says, it's all right. Calm, calm down. Everything is fine. You're fine. What must you think of me? <laughs> now, I must attend a dinner. So you would excuse me, Mr. Frasier? Of course. Of course. Uh, if I might... If
1: I might presume to ask one one little thing, um, hmm. I uh, had occasion to uh, to converse with uh, Monsieur Francois Laverge uh, the other day.
0: She takes a really sharp inhale. Indeed.
1: Now, I I, I don't wish to, to to step where I'm not wanted or anything, but uh, if there's if there's anything that I can do, I, I'm a resourceful fellow and. Uh, and once I put my mind to something I, I, I cannot be swayed um, and I heard of your, your, your recent tragedy and I just wanted to say if there, if there is anything anything at all that I can do to help I, I put myself entirely at your disposal begging your pardon your ladyship.
0: you see her eyebrow raise up a little bit uh, I do appreciate your kind words Miss Yofasia I do not know what can be done uh, Nina, God rest her. So she is, she is gone, and I am just, I am trying to come to terms with it. You understand?
1: If by any chance you 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 need someone to uh, look into matters, shall, shall we say, um, then uh, as I say, I'm a resourceful fellow. As, as is my my companion here, Mister Griffith, and and uh, he kind of lowers his voice. I wouldn't like to to let a crime such as has happened a, a, an absolutely tragic tragic crime that is such as has happened uh, go without uh, some sort of satisfactory resolution for you
0: perhaps perhaps I, I do not know how long you are in paris for uh, i will not be here long either i have i must travel and so perhaps if you would come to the box office tomorrow morning i may be able to give you some more information
1: yes yes of course of uh, of course absolutely Uh, 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 and anything
0: anything she smooths back her dark hair uh, which is pulled up at this point because she's she's (laughs) still coming off the uh, heat of being on stage now I take my leave of you of course I don't want to take up any
1: more of your time I'm sure you have important matters to attend to have a wonderful evening I
0: already have, said, I already have. She doesn't so much move to the left down the line. She more floats uh, as if she walks on air. And she walks, and so does the light a bit. Mr. Fraser watches her go with
1: awe in his eyes.
0: So I'm going to move the camera really quick. Maggie and Richard, you arrive back at the staircase. Some time ago, Richard, you shook your head a bit, and it seems that the it seems that you're seeing right again, and a flood of just uh memories of of guillaume and, and whatever it was begins to to come back, and you feel the shake of anxiety along your arms and legs again as you grab hold of the railing to head back up the hundred and forty step
5: well. I think we should get out of here Um, I think we could leave the dead to rest Um, I wonder how he got out
4: There must be other exits Unless he proceeded up the stairs himself
5: I guess we'll find out in a moment
4: Yes, well um, We shall make our way back up
0: Yes, yes Slowly but surely You make your way back up the 140 steps And when you arrive, you find that wrought iron gate that holds it shut, firmly closed. Uh,
4: We're supposed to knock twice, correct?
0: Yes. Richard knocks. You see a form come around the front. It's gotten a little darker. It's into the later evening now. Oh, you're back. You see the young man with the fresh cigarette in his mouth. Where's the torch? Um, oh, we left it at the bottom of the stairs. Oh. Well, uh, it's no trouble, I suppose. He reaches into his pocket and fishes a key out, opens it up, pulls the gate open. Thank you. Yes, I hope you enjoyed your time in the, uh, catacombs, yes? Oh, but I will need the map, yes?
5: Oh, um, uh, Richard looks about his person to see if he's still got it.
0: Oh, yeah, here it
5: is. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, 20 francs, wasn't it?
0: Indeed. He passes it back to you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Well, I hope you both had a wonderful time. Richard looks at Maggie. Uh, uh,
4: yes, we did. Um, uh, Quite ex- exciting. Did a gentleman come up here before us?
0: Uh, uh, No, no one has left yet Um, Was there someone else down there?
4: Yes, is there a back entrance possibly?
0: Oh, there are many ways in and out of the catacombs
4: That explains it then Hmm, well,
0: thank you anyway Hmm, indeed He shuts the door behind you and locks the gate back up And then slips the key into his pocket And I think that is a perfect place to end So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Old Ways Podcast as we work our way through horror on the Orient Express. I want to say thank you to all of our Patreon backers, and I especially want to thank anyone who gave us a bit of their time today. So we'll see you next episode.